y'all welcome back to another episode of safe space with jay it is your host jay speaking and welcome back to another week's episode i'm so excited that i'm being consistent again i actually miss recording and writing content and all that good jazz um so before we get started happy mother's day to all the mothers shout out to my mom <laughs> to my mother uh robin shout out to her we went to brunch and then we went to go see my grandmother um for those who don't know my grandmother passed we just celebrated the 20 years if you listen to the to the last episode um so we went to go pick graves on her flower graves over her flowers flowers on her grave um and clean up in that area a little bit um let me tell y'all okay so my grandma is buried right She's buried at her church, her family church. She's buried with her grandmother, which is who we call big grandma and grandfather, you know, grandpa. So she's buried with them. And (laughs) it's not the best of sights, you know what I'm saying? Like they never be cutting the grass on on, like consistently and stuff. So we went to go buy these uh, rain boots that come up you know what i'm saying just in case a little snake wanna bite us you know because it's always tall grass and look they cut the freaking grass y'all they cut the grass and i was like oh we didn't even need the boots but i'm glad we had the boots because i always felt like a snake was gonna bite me so anyways so we did that um and that was great it was nice visiting her grave you know and um seeing her name I don't know what it is it's just the presence of a of it just makes me feel joy um so yeah so we did that you know what I'm saying got her some flowers I'm getting her this ring but you know I ordered it too late and it's customized so she ain't gonna get that till after Mother's Day but whatever (laughs) it wouldn't be her daughter if I wasn't late all right y'all so let's get into today's show um, I don't really have no topics to talk about, so I'm just going to go on a little rant of what happened to me on social media today. Anyways, first thing first, all right, for our Black History moment, um, I'm going to do two, you know, I'm going to do the day that I recorded and the day that it comes out. So May 10th, we're going to take it all the way back to 1853. Miss Elizabeth T. Greenfield became a name, let's try this again. <laughs> Miss Elizabeth T. Greenfield became the nation's first African-American concert singer. She was also the first African-American woman to give a command performance before royalty when she appeared before Queen Victoria of England. Greenfield was often called the Black Swan due to her sweet tones and wide vocal compass. Hmm, she's interesting. I'm going to Google her. Uh, she toured the United States and Canada extensively during her career and became the best-known African-American concert artist of her time. That's big, man. I want to know what she looks like. Um, And it's funny that they call her the Black Swan. Did y'all know that movie, The Black Swan? And they be saying that, too. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Because The Black Swan was evil in that damn movie. That's all I got to say. Um, wow, a lot of things happened for May 11th for today. That's crazy. 
which one we want to do? There's a guy who was the first African-American. His name is George Lewis Ruffin. Actually, we're going to do all of these because these are like fire. Um, so George Lewis Ruffin became the first African-American to graduate from Harvard University Law School. After his graduation, he became the first African-American to practice law in Boston. He went on to become judge of the District Court of Charlestown, uh, Massachusetts. So, wow, that's history for you. That happened in 1869. And then 1902, John Gaines became the first African-American boxer to win the World Lightweight Championship, defeating Frank Ernie. And, um, sorry, y'all, I just got a notification. I can't wait to get into this. Anyways, and then in 1965 today, Dr. Martin Luther King was appointed civil rights leader, um, of the SCLC, which is Southern Christian Leadership Conference. This is it. And in 2018, let's. Latoya Contrell became the first African-American woman mayor of New Orleans in 2018. She became the first African-American woman mayor of New Orleans. Let's just let that sink in for us. All right, all right. That's what's up. Yeah, so if y'all want to get this book, actually, it's called Today in African American History is 366 Days of Historical Events and Accomplishments by Black People. It's by Michael A. Carson. I think my mom got this off of Amazon. Um, I think my cousin had it, and then she was like, oh, I'm going to get this. And she just wanted it because, one, she wants to freshen up her knowledge of our history. And, two, she got it for me because she knows on a black history um, facts. And I was like, I'm going to continue to do it, so... Very, very excited about this. Um, those are some great facts. All right, y'all. Let's get into the topics because bitch is annoyed. All right, so let's see what happened to me this week. Um, so I made a reel on Instagram. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, and you know, I already had one hate comment. It was like, ew, what the fuck, Dow? And I'm just like, nigga. I am comfortable in my skin. I wouldn't have posted it if I didn't feel like I was cute. Come on, Elle. Like, you're not about to deter me from posting what I feel like is cute. Like, what? My hair. Shout out to my hairstylist. I'm going to shout you out every fucking episode. <laughs> and T is, uh, her Instagram was made by T. Okay. She's tagged in the comments. She be doing me right, bruh. And our conversations be lit. I really do like her. Like, she's she's so supportive so shout out to her blessings to her but she about to be on you know her education stuff so you know i'm gonna have to get in there when i can because <laughs> she gonna be booking busy shoot but i really like this hairstyle so what i did was i did passion twist but i did it the length of my hair so short i think i'm gonna like when i refresh these i'm just gonna do them long again but because it was really cute long. But I really like them short. Like, it's a whole vibe. Anywho, I need to get some hair jewelry for them, though. Um, So I did that. Had the hate crime. And then I had posted a comment. Like, I seen this post on social media. It was like, um, my, mind y'all, y'all. I don't have no topics this week because social media just blew me. Um, So I wasn't really on there. So I didn't get no facts. Um, You know, no topics for us to talk about this week. But... 
this one is good. So basically, it was this girl and she wanted to be like she made it into a cop. You know, it was her before and after, whatever. She was fired. She was a black woman. Um, she looked fire in her uniform, whatever. And then somebody on Twitter, I'm so glad I don't have a Twitter. Like, I would never get a Twitter. Twitter is toxic. Twitter is definitely toxic. Um, and, you know, I pick and choose my battles, and I choose not to have a Twitter. Um, so, I guess somebody was, like, screenshotted and she's like, I would never understand why black people wouldn't be police officers. And I'm just like, and I commented, like, my thought was, sometimes you have to be the change that you want to see. But I just, you know, um, commented, you have to be the change that you want to see. And bruh, everybody was coming for your girl. And I'm just like, somebody said I was gaslighting. And I'm like, how are you, am I gaslighting? Like, I'm like living proof that I want to be the change that I want to see. Not only for others, but for my damn self like are you stupid I don't want to be a product of my environment I want to see I want to do better so I'm gonna be better um like I don't understand and everybody's like well you can't dismantle a system because that's like naive thinking if you can dismantle a system but like all the black police officers that I have met that I have asked like why are you a cop is because they wanted to see more of them patrolling their neighborhood and I feel like people lose sight of, like, I wouldn't say the little people, but, like, the underdogs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like people lose sight of purpose. Because um, it's not only about dismantling the system. It's also about protecting our people, protecting our community. And if you don't know what I mean, the black community. Um, because you have people who patrol the area that don't understand or don't care to understand. Um, and it's been like that since the beginning of time. I also said that I was going to, I think the last episode I was going to talk about how the police started. So let's start there. Let's start there. Um, hold on people. Let me Google it. How did the police start? I'm an avid Googler. I just want you to know. So it says the modern day the modern police force started in the early 1900s, but its origins date back to the colonies and the south in the 1700s. But so, excuse me, patrol groups were created to stop runaway slaves. Now police departments across the country are facing accusations of brutally and racially profiling visitors. Visit Insider's homepage. So this was on Insider's on Google. So, let's just put this into simpler terms. So, you have slave catchers. Okay, back in the day, they were literally, that's what they were. They were slave catchers for runaway slaves, right? So, you have them. Um, And then over the time, you know, the Civil War happens, Jim Crow, that happens, uh, segregation happens, integration happens. Right. So then you have the slave countries that, you know, slaves are no longer a thing. So then you have people who want to protect the white communities that also turn into the police force. Yep. You heard it here, folks. So with that history, we already known that we were 
against all odds because let's be real like this whole system everything has always been the value of blacks and what they've done for the country um even now like if you really want to get all the way in there we've always been at a lower um a lower pay grade you know what i'm saying the jobs that we have and stuff like that the knowledge that we carry all that good stuff um so yeah so that's how the police started you know if you don't research and like ask the right questions not even ask the right questions just ask questions in general that you might not you know get the information that you'll need to understand something fully i feel like a lot of the comments that i got today were one-sided comments and i was very open about like okay so you disagree with me tell me why i don't just be like nah that's naive or you're naive or blah 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 blah. and i'm like dude i'm not naive i just said that you have to be the change that you want to see i never said dismantling the police system i never said the post to even say that let's start off there but you got to understand that it's going to take a long time for change to happen you know how long it took for slavery to end you know how long it took for Martin Luther King to even get invited to the White House you know how much fight that that our ancestors had to go through in order to succeed in life in order to for us to be as comfortable as we are now do you not understand that so when I say you have to be the change that you want to see, were they not the change that they that they wanted to see in their community? Exactly. So our community needs to understand that to have an insider in the police department or whatever is all about knowledge. Like I'm not fully educated on the judicial system. I'm not fully educated on how police works, how their mind works, none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like how that gang shit works for them. I'm not completely, I don't understand that shit. But if I know somebody who's a police officer, I'm definitely going to ask those questions to see like, oh, okay, I, I get it. I get why you're a why you're black and a police officer. I feel like if we didn't have black police officers, the conversation would be different. Because what made the first black officer want to become an officer, a sheriff? Like, do you guys even ask that question? So, and I'm still getting comments to this day. Like, somebody just said, the thing with stuff like this is that you can try and be, let's see what they said to me. Oh, man, she wrote a whole book. She said, the thing about this stuff like this is that you can try and be the change you want to see all you want, but it's the literal system that runs the cops that's broken and that is beyond your repair alone. That's beyond even just the cop themselves. It goes to the government level or even higher than that. Do you know the blue wall of silence? An officer is not going to be able to tear that down. But I, I'm, I just skip down to what she said. So I understand what you're trying to get it. But the way it works, it's not going to work. I'm going to answer that after I finish recording this first section. Uh, do I want to reply? Because I'm kind of tired of people commenting and shit. Uh, 
<laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that shit's exhausting. And it wasn't even a lot, but it was a lot. It was exhausting out of my day. And what she just said was cool, but I feel like she didn't read any of the things that I said. Because I'm not saying that that one fucking person is going to make a huge difference. I don't understand why people jump to things like that. Like, they jump to, like, not, no, jump to assuming things when someone just writes one thing. Um, Because a lot of people don't understand that me saying you have to be the change that you want to see has to start from you, firstly. And then we live in a life that we're not going to be here forever. So we have to make the impact that we make for the next generation. Like, she collect coins, put on her thing, we are our next ancestors. Like, we are our ancestors for the next generation. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. Like, they just stuck in this cycle of thinking that, you know, this whole system is against us and da-da-da. But let me tell you, we prevailed. We've always prevailed. We've had Black Wall Street. I was listening to this podcast. Uh, crap, what's the podcast name, y'all? Let me see if I can find it. I was listening to Black History Year. And um, I don't know if you guys followed this thing. I think it's only on Facebook, but I'm pretty sure it's on Instagram. But it's called Push Black. And it gives you like a whole bunch of facts of what's going on and stuff like that. So she, he was talking to to someone whose family and her husband's family um, were their ancestors, their great-grandparents um, were business owners. And they're still business owners to this day. They own a freaking shopping center. Let's just start off there. And how they did that was they took their pension, they took their retirement, and they invested it and they bought, you know, a shopping center. Um and then it was stolen away from them, of course, by white people because, you know, they are afraid of us to even excel. Um, and they can't figure out how we just continue to do so, right? But anyways, so we all know Black Wall Street. If not, please, please, please Google it. Please, please, please. Um, I did not know it was in Oklahoma. It was in Tulsa, well, a community in Oklahoma. Um, and so... It was just so amazing to hear the facts of it um, and all that it was. It was just like, what? That's crazy type of thing to me um, because it's possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's definitely possible for us to be business owners, to us, for us to have our own banks, for us to have our own churches, our own schools, all of that. So anyway, so that's what Black Wall Street pretty much was. Um, please do your research on it. I don't have my notes, um, so I'm not going to just go ahead and just ramble about it. Because <laughs> y'all know I love to ramble. Um, but I had a point to where I was going with this. And I lost it in the mix of rambling. Um, so basically, let me backtrack. So basically, I think that we forget that we're much more than just what this system has built. Um, and it's coming to a point of time where there's more politicians, there's more lawmakers um, of color that's in the office, but it's a lot of old-timey people. And pressure, pressure works, okay? Pressure works, education works, 
just talking to somebody works. Like, this one person was like, they had commented something. She commented like this ain't it. And this other person was like, how is this not it? And she was like, I'm not going to explain to like closed-minded people or something. I'm like, how do you feel like we're closed-minded? I'm literally having an open discussion about everyone who disagrees with my statement or who agrees with my statement without like being defensive or anything like that. I'm just sharing my views on why I feel like what I said was what I said. I'm not going to say anything that I don't even live by or like I don't follow. Like that's just not me. Like last week we talked about door realities. Like this is my reality. I literally want to be the change. Like dude, like come on out. Like I've been homeless. I've slept in cars. Like I could be literally like pregnant with multiple children. You know what I'm saying? All government assistance. Not, not that there's anything wrong with government assistance because Lord, I miss food stamps. Let me tell you. You know, they were my mama's like, I miss food stamps. I ain't gonna lie. Like, being an adult is ghetto as fuck. So, any assistance that I get, I will be gladly to take. But, <laughs> but y'all feel me. Like, y'all know. But I say all that to say is that I never wanted to be a product of my environment. And I never wanted to see, like, my family, my friends, the people that I see my community to be a product of their environment because there's so much more bro there's so much more and they just sleep on their talent like just sleep on it so bad because it's hard out there so that's why I have a foundation because I want you to know that you have more and I want you to be able to explore it because I think I've seen something that said money isn't everything money is just just gives you the freedom to do what you love freely or something like that and I'm like damn that's so true and it's like so many ways just to make money out there even if it's like $15 a day that's still income like you have to put yourself in that mindset that even if it's like $10 a day or $10 or like $50 a day it's still income because if you think about it you working those eight hours a day that's still what you make what a hundred and some odd dollars a day, if you're lucky. That's income. You know what I'm saying. So, yeah, that was my rant. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna respond back to that girl or not. I'm kind of tired. The internet is like. <laughs> I had no words. I went completely silent. I couldn't even think of anything. The internet is draining, bro. It is very draining. A lot of people like to type a lot of things. Meet me outside, ho. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just kidding. No. But a lot of people like to just talk, not listen. I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to learn. Show me a different view. Show me a different path. You know what I'm saying? Um. What else? So, I've been watching them. I started them. I think I started today and I'm already on episode 8. Don't judge my life. Judge your mama. Um, That shit wild. <laughs> Yo, it's creepy. It's wild. It was, it's definitely worth the watch. I could definitely tell that a man wrote this. Um, Let me just put that out there. I could definitely tell that a man wrote this and produced it or directed it. Um, Because, yeah. I could definitely tell. The script is good. The actors are splendid. Oh, my God. Like, give all of them Oscars, Emmys, Grammys. Oh, wait, that's music. But they were singing Grammys. Um, 
Golden Globes. You know what I'm saying? Give them all of it because she's, they are fire. They are good. Um, but yeah, um, so a lot of people had, it's a controversy about this, them. And I feel like people prejudged it. I feel like they just saw, oh, it's a scary movie about blacks and whites. And I'm just like, dude, like, white people make movies about this all the time. But yeah, y'all don't say nothing about it. So when a black man makes a movie about it, a little show about it, it's, well, pretty much they was talking about Lena White and how she needs to stop making movies about black trauma. And I'm just like, I would rather a black person make a movie about black trauma than a white person make a movie about black trauma. And that's just me on me, Um, for one. Two, she didn't write the movie, I mean, the show. The man did. Little Marvin, I think his name is. He wrote the show. Y'all bashing her. And she was only an executive producer, which means that she funded that shit. Get out of here. Like, I don't understand these double boundary double standards. Um, I was gonna say double boundaries. It's double standards with men and women. Like, get over yourself, bruh. Like, literally get over yourself. Even women do it. Because they don't know no better. But once you know better, you do better. And if you don't do better and you already know better, then you need a psychiatrist. That's all I got to say. But anyways, back to the show. First of all, I'm on episode 8. Episode 5 crushed me. Because, like, what the fuck? These crazy ass niggas. They were right. But these crazy ass niggas. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. This. Okay, so first of all. And it was a man because she got raped. Anytime a man makes anything woman related and like woman trauma, they always put rape in it. Always. Quote me if I'm wrong. Quote me if I'm wrong. They always put rape in it. So then cat in the bag, nigga, they killed the baby. Like it was some real devil's reject. The hills have eyes scene right there. That shit was crazy. And, um, but it's good. It's good. Um, it's getting weird now. <laughs> My mom told, said it was like America Horror Story, um, but with black people. And I could see her saying that. Like, that thing is weird. I'm on episode eight right now. Um, so I can't wait to see what's happening. I think I have two more episodes after that. But I'll let y'all know how I feel about it afterwards. Because that shit is weird, my nigga. Weird. I was like, what the fuck am I watching, bruh? What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> I had to pause and be like, ma, what? what is going on? But yeah, it was funny as fuck. Um, so let's talk about my, uh, positive you book, my, my personal growth for women book. Um, so I am on page eight and I'm probably should be on more, but I don't know. I don't know how to do this. Like, is there a proper way to journal? I feel like I'm going through these too fast. I feel like I need to step, take a step back and, and reflect i don't know um but i'm on the part that says truth versus self-limiting beliefs 
Um, so let me read y'all the section because I think I might actually do this tonight or tomorrow. It says, think of one self-limiting belief that you have accepted as true. For example, I am no good with money. Write it down. Take a moment to imagine the possibility of this being absolutely not true. Challenge yourself to think of the possibility whenever that limiting belief surfaces. So, um, that resonates because I am no good with money. That's me on the way. Like, I'm, I'm bad at money. Um, and that might not be true. So let me go ahead and, uh, right in there. But yeah, I can also say I'm a compulsive eater. I feel like, like I can binge eat the fuck out of shit just for no reason. Um, yeah, but that was personal. Wow. <laughs> wow, guys. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I'm very excited um, I need to write a review on Amazon, but I wanted to get through the first chapter before I write a review. And it's on page 29. That's 20 more pages ahead of me. So I think that I am going to just give my review now or maybe after I do this part. Um, be because, um, you know, I want to support Sheila in any kind of way. I'm called about her first name. Like I know her. Oh, let's manifest that <laughs> but yeah so i want to definitely go ahead and give a review i'm gonna leave a review right now um it has been very very eye-opening and very um therapeutic for me um writing this podcast and holding myself accountable i send this podcast in this journal um and holding myself accountable so i would definitely recommend women to get this um i think it was only like 14.99 or so um yep it's only 14.99 and this thing is hefty like it's a lot for 14.99 i think i bought the b simone thing for like almost 20 dollars plagiarized but shade no shade um so yeah this thing is really nice quality um i really enjoy it it has a hundred and hold on 171 pages well 168 pages of activities and journaling and quotes and things to get you thought thinking about so if you're like at a crossroads like i am and you want to start your healing process and your journey and being a confident you and healthy and um you know get your juices flowing i would definitely definitely recommend this book it's called positive you a personal growth journal for women i got mine's off of amazon and it's about sheila marie um so definitely go ahead and check that out um and that's all i got for y'all for like the topics of this week i didn't have any like hot tops i just had shit to rant, rant about um the topic of the day honestly don't know let me see if one of y'all like commented on which i want the topic to be um because i don't know so let me go and check that out and i'll be back after these messages all right y'all we back and we're going to discuss the topic of the day uh so one of the followers did comment something and i think i actually want to touch a base on it yay me um so they said the dangers of being black um 
and they put in parentheses mental health education um i think they said etc y'all my memory is so bad so bad let me check I figured out how to, like, roam my phone while recording, and I'm excited about that. Okay, the dangers of being black, mental health, health care, and education. Um, so which one I want to do first? Um, all right, so let's talk about this. Okay, um, so health care. I think it's like the most scariest thing, right? Um, when it comes for, not going to speak for black women, I'm pretty sure it's the same for black men. But black men has this stigma about not going to the doctors because, you know, they're men. Um, and I'm pretty sure all men is like that. But for black men, it's a kind of a higher, um, it's kind of higher. And I feel like because, first of all, we're not supposed to be on the side of the equator. Second of all, oh. Um, you know, our diet is different. But anyways, um, so me personally, let's just start off there. Let's start off personal. Me personally, um, I haven't had the, like, as I got older, the great runarounds with, um, with doctors. Um, I've had heart problems. I want to say heart problems, but like chest pains, like all of my life, my knees been fucked up. Ugh. Um, y'all, this piercing is itching, bruh. It's itching, man. Um, and what else has been up with me? <laughs> my knee always aches. I think I have fluid in my knee, but nobody believes me. Um, I've been having chest pains or chest, um, for a while, for like over 16 years or so. Mind you, I'm only 26. Um, and you know, my foot, one of my feet are cricket. Um, what else health-wise is wrong with me? Oh, I have PCOS. I'm pretty sure I have PCOS for a few years now, but I just got diagnosed with it last year. Um, I think that's it. So my journey has been long. I didn't go to the uh, doctors for a while because um, I feel like they weren't listening, but I had to pay them. So I wasn't trying to pay somebody to not listen to me. So, um, I just went to enough doctors and just to go in and request for what I want, um, and be very vocal about what I want. I have a high tolerance for pain. So that means that I don't show pain like the rest of the people do. Um, I could be completely fine looking, but like being a world of pain, um, it's just always how I've been. I don't know what else to tell anyone unless it's like something that's physically hurting me. Like I, I, it's just high tolerance. Um, that's because my menstrual cycles were just like so intense. So like it'll cripple me for at least a day and a half if I don't like OD on medicine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, chest pain stuff they told me it was stress oh what are you stressing about it's stress da, 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 da. everything is stress for black people huh like no nah, nigga it ain't stress it's literally something wrong with me but keep 
chucking it up to stress. Thank you. Because I wasn't stressed about anything. It was like, oh, work can be stressful. Yeah, work is a normal stress that I get off after eight hours and I don't have to go back to until the next day. Um. So, yeah, so that um, I had like a panic attack or something. I don't know what it was. Um, but like I started shaking, my chest felt like it was about to explode after drinking the energy drinks. I like, I I can't do energy drinks. And then after that, my heart rate was accelerated for years. And that happened when I was like 19 ish. And I think my heart rate started chilling out at like 24, 25. It'll go up to like a hundred and something. Right. I had the app on my phone to keep track of it because it was like outrageous. And, um, they said, oh, that's perfectly fine. Like, your heart rate's supposed to be da 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 as long as it's in between these rates and da 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 And I'm like, mm, like, I don't feel fine. <laughs> so how are you telling me that I'm fine if I don't feel fine? Like, I know my body. I'm telling you because you're supposed to know, you know, what's going on or whatever. Isn't that what you get your doctorate degree for to test out theories, basically, of what possibly could be wrong? So, yeah, that's my struggle. Um, And I've been telling my doctor, like, I have gotten in regular periods and stuff like that in, like, 2018, 2019-ish. And, you know, after I had my miscarriage or whatever, it was more consistent. And I was like, okay, like, what the hell is going on with my body? Um, Because, you know, they tell you, like, oh, your body's going to be weird after, you know, you have your miscarriage because all your hormones is coming down because your hormones were so strong and da 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 And I was like, all right, bet. But, like, I Googled that shit. It's what I should have been done, like, I think two, three months, like, after my hormones. Like, you know, your body's never the same after you go through anything. Um, So I was like, okay, like, I expected some changes. But, like, my period is just weird. So I told my doctor nothing. They did blood work. They tested to see if I was anemic. And I'm like, dude, I'm not anemic. Like, chill out. I already know I'm not anemic. Like, how many tests do you need to know that I know that you know that I'm not anemic, nigga? Like, pissing me off. Um, So finally, they get this new doctor. She's from Connecticut. And I think she was from Connecticut. And so she finally listened to all my symptoms and all that stuff. And well, behold, I had PCOS. So, anyways, I was filling up a pad within an hour, and I had to go to the emergency room. And so they're asking me what's wrong, and da da. And I stood there for like maybe five or six hours because the one girl was busy, but she was like in women's health, so she seemed like she cared. But by the time she got back, it was just like, oh, well, you're not bleeding as much, so you should be fine. And it wasn't like, okay, well here's someone that I recommend for you to go see. Here's an OBGYN. You know, they're specialized in women's health. And da, 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 da. It's, it's been really like, here's a temporary fix. Go be a strong black woman. Um, so I have this stupid birth control in my arm. I really want to get it taken out, but that shit hurts, bro. That shit hurts to take in. First of all, let me tell you, so... The doctor was like, okay, yeah, we could do it today. Da-da-da. Okay, you're approved. He's a man. And, you know, men are rough. Like, men are real rough. I don't understand how they could be women doctors when they're fucking rough like that. But anyways, so then he was like, all right, put your arm up. So I put my arm up. 
And, like, before the nurse came and tell me what the fuck was going on here, I already had shoved the needle in there to put the lidocaine in there. And that shit hurt, okay? And, like, he didn't even wait for it to, like, take place or anything like that. He just stuffed that shit right up in there. And he was like, okay, you're all done. And that was it. And I was, like, mortified because, first of all, nigga, you just, you just put me through trauma. And you didn't even tell me that you was going to do that shit. You just did it. So I really want to take it out, but... I don't want to go through that pain right now. Like, it's a mental thing. Because I already know what it's going to feel like to take it out. Because I asked him how you take it out. He was like, the same way you put it in. I was like, bruh. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> Again, that shit hurt, bro. So, um, I told him that I had PCOS. He was like, well, how do you know? I was like, well, she diagnosed me. Well, how did she know? Like, nigga, I don't fucking know. She just told me I had PCOS. So, then I had to get blood drawn for that to test for testosterone in my in my system because like when you have PCOS you produce testosterone that's why you get hair on your chin and all that good stuff so if anybody don't know who what PCOS is it's polycyst ovarian wait polycyst ovarian syndrome so basically I have a whole bunch of cysts on my on my ovaries and like um so it's like difficult for you to have kids and stuff like that you get a regular period you get hair in places that you don't want to get hair um, and there's no cure for it. Um, I'm, but I don't know how common it is in black women, but I know that it's common in black women. So if you have symptoms that like irregular periods, you get facial hair, especially on like your chin area, um, your cramps. Oh my God, bruh. That, um, if you have clots, this is very explicit. So if you listen to this and you're a man, I'm sorry. Um, but, but yeah, so if you have, like, big clots and stuff like that, like, you really need to be an advocate for your health. I'm very demanding now when I go to the doctors. If I feel like something's wrong, I'm like, you need to run all the tests on me. Um, Like, right now, I want to go and get a physical, but I don't like my doctor's office because I keep forgetting that I'm a patient there. Like, what? How the fuck do you forget that? So that's what I mean. <laughs> Like, it's just so hard. And, um, like, even my mom goes to the same thing. So she finally has a doctor now that listens to her. So she sticks with her. Um, but yeah, you just have to be very vocal and don't take no for an answer. If one doctor tells you no, don't be afraid to go to another one. Like, your insurance will cover that shit. Stop playing. Like, you pay for insurance, your insurance cover that shit. If you don't have insurance, how can I say this in the most polite way? If you don't have insurance, find resources of how you can get insurance. or Because um, I think you can apply for like Medicaid or something like that. So most definitely do that shit because it's, it's literally hard out here for us black women and black men. So that's one of the dangers of being black in America. <laughs> Second one is mental. So we're told to you know, keep things in a household. We're told to be strong. Um, we're told to not let things affect us, even though we have past trauma that still affects us from our ancestors. Um, like that weight is still on our shoulders. You know what I'm saying? Like I live in Virginia, so like I could just be going down a country road and see a fucking plantation house, bro. And that just does something to me. Like it doesn't set right. And then all I see is field. And then it's just like, Damn, like it gives me chills every time. And I asked my mom, she was like, no. And I, 
and it's crazy because it's like my mom was born in 64 my grandma was born in 46 so I don't think that it affects them as much as it will affect me well I can't speak for my grandmother she passed when I was six so I can't pick her brain like I wanted to um but anywho so mentally like and then, you know, then other people in your business was always something that you didn't do. And if you had a therapist or a psychologist or whatever, you know, that was white people shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't feel like therapy is a dirty word. I don't feel like having a counselor is a dirty word. And just because one therapist doesn't work for you, there's millions of therapists. Now, they're not a million black therapists. Let's just start off there. But there are some in your area. Um, and so I feel like a lot of people need to be open to therapy because they are literally trained to help you work through and process your emotions in the most healthiest way possible. Um, instead of just drinking it away or smoking it away or projecting you know, your problems onto other people and not only being toxic for yourself, but being toxic for them. Um, so I think it's very good, you know what I'm saying? And you don't have to let people know that you're in therapy. Um, but you know, if you let me know that you're in therapy, I'm gonna hug you. I'm like, I'm so proud of you. I'm, I'm so excited for your journey. Like I'm a supporter of that. And then once I can get into a place where I can um, afford therapy and stuff like that, I'm definitely getting into therapy because I hold a lot of things in and, you know, I try to forget about it. That's like my coping mechanism is like forgetting that it ever happened. But it's getting to the point now where I keep forgetting everything and I don't want to forget everything. So, you know, I know that I need to learn how to process those feelings and like get over those things, you know, all the things that, you know, has happened and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so I feel like it's a disadvantage because oh, white people or, well, you know, regular old people, um, you know, they go to therapy, they do this, they spend millions and millions of therapy for pretty much no reason, just because, um, <laughs> let's be honest, um, but yeah, so, you know, and if you want someone who relates to you, um, and if you ever feel like, you know, you get into a space where your therapist isn't being beneficial, then you need to talk to that with your therapist. Like, you know, they're human. They've been taught, you know, human brains and activity and coping mechanisms and stuff that's effective for, you know, humans to go through and to process things. However, they are human. Um, so, you know, you can check your therapist if they need to get checked. Also... You can move therapists just like you can move doctors. I know that you get comfortable and, you know, opening up might not be your thing. Um, and then starting over, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you just got to be open to the opportunity to, to do the work. You know, it's your mental health. Um, it's not going to come easy. Nothing in life comes easy. You just got to put in the work to really find your therapist, really find someone that's going to, be beneficial to you and having a healthy and happier life and peaceful life at that. Um, yeah. And then I think the other one was education. You know, we've always had a disadvantage when it came to education. Um, you know, because they did not want us to read. They did not want us to write. They didn't want us to think. Even though 
Africans are one of the smartest people in this world. Um, it wasn't always presented as that way for us. So even to this day, you have schools that's like in urban neighborhoods, as I say, or the ghetto ass schools that don't have, you know, the books, the resources, the, the funding to do stuff. Like they're even like defunding like arts and music and band. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You're taking away everything from kids. Like, that's just crazy. Just to give to people who are already adults, who are already fucking up the environment, who's already fucking up the world, who's already fucking up their kids type shit. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't understand. Like, when people say to fund the police, that's what that means. That means stop funding their asses and put it back into the schools, put it back into the neighborhood, put it back into businesses. Like, if you don't know... (laughs) The United States gives each state an allowance, each city an allowance. They give states an allowance, and then the city sub-allowances, I mean, then the state sub-allowances the cities pretty much. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, they allocate what goes where, um, and they need to cut that shit out. But that's just one way to not have too many black folks in their area. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then that's left into us, right? So education, I feel like, is something that we can control. I feel like it's being lost because a lot of our parents nowadays are leaving it up to the school to educate your kids. So, like, you're not coming home and working with their ABCs and, you know, knowing that they know black history in the full, knowing that they know history in the full, being educated, being, you know, cultured in a way where... You know, when they go to school, they don't believe everything that they say because maybe you didn't do that yourself. So I feel like education is something that is tangible for us because it has always been tangible for us. It's always been something that we had to learn on our own until, you know, we got into the whitewashed schools where the educational books completely erases our history and only sums us up to slavery. Um, And Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. But, you know... We all know that it's, you know, that was the end result of that picture, but it's a bigger picture to that. And and, and it's a lot more detail than what people let on to know. Um, So, you know, and then now we're fighting with police brutality, which we've always been fighting with. The thing is now is that the world went on lockdown last year and saw a man die. Um, in an eight minute and 49 second video. And, um, our fight wasn't just our fight last year. It was white people there. You know what I'm saying? Um, and kind of holding their people accountable for actions that, you know, might be happening in their family alone. Um, I feel like, you know, you cannot be racist, but are you practicing how to be anti-racist? And are you holding the people in your family accountable? Or are you just letting them say or do whatever they please? Um, I feel like, um, I think Camilla Harris, or this black dude was like, America is not a racist country. And then Camilla Harris was like, I agree with him. I don't think that America is a, a racist country, but I think that we cannot forget the racist past and something something 
of America and what its relevance is today. And so basically you're telling me that it's a racist country. Let me tell you something. As a black woman, let's let's put down everything I am in America. All right, so I'm black. I'm a lesbian. I'm a woman. And I am sometimes labeled as too white for the black community. And I'm labeled as too black for the white community. So I fit somewhere in the gray area, right? So let's break that down. So my skin color automatically stands me out. You know, I didn't ask to be black, but I was blessed to be black. Um, I'm a lesbian, so that makes me part of the alphabet community that everybody loves to hate. Um, and, And, you know in my own community, in my own family, in my own whatever um, battle that I have to, you know, fight. Um, What else did I say about myself? Oh, women. (laughs) How can I forget that? Uh, And I also women, which men feel like are support to them because of the Bible said so or something that they feel like they wanted to say. Um, when our body goes through trauma that you can't even handle your damn self to give birth to your big headed ass, just to raise you, feed you with our own nectar that comes out of our breast that sucks the life out of our breasts and makes them sag and look like deflated pillows just for you to be like, ew, I'm mom bod type shit. Like, nigga, get the fuck. Sorry, I went on a rant. That was not what I wanted to leave with that. Anyways, so (laughs) you have that. And so what was my point for that? I shouldn't have run on that rant, but it just happened. Y'all, it was like word vomit. So being a woman already counts against you. And that's not only for, you know, it's literally all women. Um, that has to go through a man, man, that's all I got to say, that has to go through a man that feels like they're the head of the household and they have this role of being so whatever. I can't even speak on that. I think I might speak with that with my best friend because I want to know like his, his point of view on that and I want him to hear my point of view on it Um, because you know, I don't have balls. I'm not a man in America, so I don't understand. You know, I can't really comment on that. I just know how it has affected me. I don't know the cause. I just know the effect. Because, you know, every cause have an effect. So, I just know that. So, anyways. um, Like I was saying. <laughs> I just feel like. I don't know what point I was trying to make. Dang, y'all. And I can't really stop and go back. Um, yeah, let me do that. Hold on. All right. <laughs> I had to backtrack to see what my point was. So anyways, um, as a black woman in America, what Camilla Harris said is bullshit. And I feel like I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. And I don't know if I want to fully understand or know. Because I feel like when you know too much information, you become a threat. And I don't know if I want to become a threat. (laughs) 
And I say that to say is that I know that there is some type of evil power that is over America. Like, I don't feel like it ever died. I don't feel like that it ever went away. You know, it's very evident in the power that these people or this person or this organization or whatever it is have over politicians and over, you know, people who just want to make noise about something. Um is scary to say the least um as fuck you know what I'm saying like you can get assassinated tomorrow so what I don't understand is how um how you can sit up there as an Indian Jamaican woman I think she is and say that that Jamaica that America isn't racist isn't a racist country. I think I just would have had left that alone. I mean, but like, is it really that bad to have white people hate you for saying that America is racist? Like, I'm trying to understand. Because isn't Democrats supposed to be like for like the people? Because I'm pretty sure that you advertise like you're going to be the first woman vice president. You're going to be the first black woman vice president. Even though, bitch, I mean, you're black. You have melanin in you, but you're not down with the people, if that's what they want to call it. Because I just feel like you, I feel like that statement to me is like you chose a side. And I feel like as a politician, I want you to be, well, you're a vice president now, but I want you to be honest. Like, I don't understand why we sugarcoat stuff. I don't. And I think, like, there's so much shit that you can say without being canceled, without your words being turned upside down or without, like, you know people find out where you're living and try to crush you or kill you or you know is a a legit threat to your life um because we don't I just I just don't understand why we sugarcoat things I feel like if we're honest as humans and as Americans then we'll get somewhere in life like for one, America owes black people an apology. Um, they have in their sick, twisted mind that they built America while we were slaves. I actually think that's true. Like, I feel like that's like their train of thought to make what they did to other human beings right. And, you know, they're going to say, well... You know, black people sold Africans, well, you know, other Africans sold Africans to the Europeans to, you know, become slaves and shit like that. And that's so much true, but what makes any of that right? Like, (laughs) in your brain, what makes that right? People are so stuck on this whole power trip that it makes me sad. It makes me like really confused on why you want power like like this like it's not enough that's already going on you know what I'm saying like you can't like it's not it's it's like 
they don't understand that we live on a whole planet that's fruitful that people can literally live on you know that you can adapt to like you can have yours you don't need to have yours and everyone else's um and that's probably something I would never understand so I don't want to even try to even grasp a thought about that because I feel like it will fucking drive me crazy to be honest um so I feel like that statement was just like to please the side that you're not supposed to be on um and we all know that Democrats ain't shit. We all know that politicians ain't shit, period. Let's just start there. We all know that. They're not for us at all. Um, but we just got to apply pressure. Apply fucking pressure because they're, we elect them there to do us a service. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that, like, us as people don't understand how much power that we actually have. Um, because, you know, this whole voting for somebody in and stuff like that, it's like, oh, this is your idea, but not really your idea because we already have an agenda and we're going to push our agenda through no matter what you're going to say, but we're just going to add a couple of words that you had in your idea to make you think that you're, it's your idea, but it's really not your idea. It's just something I wanted to do anyways. Does that make sense, y'all? I hope that makes sense. Because that's how I feel about politics. And I, I always say that I'm not in politics. But, I mean, how can you, like, live in America and not be in, in politics? You know, you know what I'm saying? Unless you're just turning a blind eye to things that's happening in this world. Um, And I know, and I don't blame people, especially black people. I don't blame you for not wanting to deal with all of this. Because it is hard mentally emotionally it is hard spiritually it is hard it is hard to to navigate um I don't know where the fuck we get our strength from but I'm happy that I have it I am so happy that I have it because it's takes a lot of me out of me every single day not to spaz (laughs) the fuck out and like when I'm watching them or whatever as I said um it's like these niggas is spazzing out. <laughs> like, they spazzing out. And I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. We're so forgiving off rip. You know what I'm saying? We're forgiving of people who hurt us, but we're not forgiving of our own community. But we're so forgiving. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's also a danger to us because, like, we can fight violence with violence, but we choose not to. We've been programmed not to because, you know, it doesn't solve anything because they have bigger and better guns than us. But then, like, you got to understand, we're in the 21st century now, sweetie, sweetheart. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, but that's another topic for another day. It's just, we have so much to look forward to um and our kids like I really really don't know if I want to bring kids into this world to be honest but you know is that fair though like do I just end my generation here you know what I'm saying or do I you know continue on and you know bring a seed into this world 
I don't know, yo. I be praying about that shit all the time because this world is scary as fuck. And we're in a crossroad now where they're trying to set us back because we because they're scared. And by they, I mean white people. Don't get it twisted. Every time I say they, I mean white people. Um, I'm not afraid to say it. Take it how you want it. And I'm not saying all white people, but majority of you niggas, like, y'all really need some psychological help because y'all just weird. I don't understand how you have that much energy to hate something, to hate someone because of their skin tone or to, like, anything, try to stop anyone from living. It's exhausting. I can never. Like, now that I'm older... And, you know, want to explore more of what this world has to offer and see the beauty of things. I just can't. I can't see it in myself to, like, just hate or, like, just be so damn miserable all the time. Like, mm, mm-mm. Don't wonder why y'all niggas be aging so fucking much. Like, that shit takes a toll on you. Mm-mm. Give me the freedom of seeing the world give me the freedom of speaking my truth give me the freedom of loving on my mama when I want to and not worried about shit like give me that freedom bruh I'm at this crossroads now okay now we're about to go on the rant because the subject's over (laughs) y'all know how we do I'm in this crossroads where I want to do everything right I want multiple streams of income coming in So, you know, if I take, like, a day off or a couple of hours or something, I can. I saw this thing on, uh, (laughs) on Instagram. It was like, you know, what is the joys of being in business for yourself as a woman? And somebody was like, not being told what the fuck to do when you're on your period. And I felt that. Like, working for corporate America is cool or whatever, but... I'm, like, really trying to have my own shit and, you know, be a boss and, you know, work from home. (laughs) Like, that's, like, my thing It's like, to work from home. Like, I know. Like, I want to work from home. I only want to leave, like, maybe twice a week. But other than that, let me go home. Let me be in my own space, in my own safe space. You know what I'm saying? But, Yeah. So that's it for the topic, y'all. I'm like 35 minutes in. I might trim it for when I forgot what I was talking about. But if not, then, you know, I like to be unedited, though, because like it's like the real us. You know what I'm saying? This is our safe space. But I really enjoyed this topic. The takeaways from this topic, I was a for the week is um, don't let fear hold you back. Um, also be an advocate for yourself, for your health. It's very important. I love you. I want you to be here. So, you know what I'm saying? If you feel like something's off, fight, 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 fight. I know this is tiring. I know that, you know, you want to give up sometimes, but just fight for it. And if you can, find you a black doctor. You know what I'm saying? And if that don't work out, find another one. Like I said, you got options. Get a therapist, bro. Get a therapist. Know your friend is not your therapist. Sorry, not sorry, but get a therapist. And that's it. And I love y'all. And thank y'all for tuning in. We're about to be back. We're about to be back. 
and be more consistent. Stick around for the song of the day. Y'all have a great week. I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace. Alright, y'all. So let's get into the song of the day. Um, I've been rocking this song all week long. And if you're from the DMV, it's Gogo. Excuse me, y'all. <laughs> it's Gogo, and I love this song. I love Rare Essence. Let's just start off there. But this particular song is my shit. I had to get that drum in there. Let me tell you, Go-Go is the, I always say, is my heartbeat. Like, the sound of Go-Go is how my heart beats, bro. It's just so pure. It's just so, like, I love percussion. Like, I just love it. Anyways, it's Pieces of Me by Rare Essence. It's, like, probably your favorite thing that you're going to hear. I don't know what it is, but hearing black women, like, sing rock or, like, sing, you know, soft rock or whatever is, like, becoming my favorite thing because I I just love it. I just love the, all the voices and shit. So, yes, y'all, that's the song of the day. I know it's not as long as it usually is, but, you know, my partner not here, so I'm not going to do as much as I used to. All right, y'all, we talk next week.